0: you're listening to youth and no. loud no. the show that's the show that's quiet about the trivial things but loud about the important things we discuss all issues relevant to youth if you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea check us out on facebook and give us a shout by searching youth and loud First of all, thank you for being part of the show. Um, it is a privilege to be talking to you. Um, in your experience, how prevalent is is it to feel angry or aggressive during our adolescent years?
1: Um, well, I, I guess what I'd say is I'd break that down a little bit in terms of um, speaking about anger first or or even just uncomfortable feelings um, that young people experience. So, I guess in this conversation there's um, what's normal and then what's getting complicated for young people. So,
0: so uh, you have seen there's a, um, a healthy anger but also an unhealthy anger?
1: That's right. So it is, um, you know, anger can sometimes get a little bit of a bad rap. Um, so what, what we know about anger is that it's a really normal feeling that needs to be expressed. Um, and the most important thing about it is being able to, to know what you're feeling and finding a way of expressing um, whether it's anger or frustration um, or any, any kind of more uncomfortable feeling like worry or, or, or um, um, sadness in, in a safe way. Um, so the, the key really is it's not so much about um, whether anger exists because anger is a very normal, everyday emotion. Mm. It's more about how you express it or the frequency that you're experiencing um, angry feelings. Um, so, I mean, what, what we know is that um, there is um, really good ways of being able to safely express anger um, so that you are getting your message ac- across It's not good to hang on to anger um, and Mm. to to not express any anger um, and and by the same token it's also not good um, to express anger in aggressive abusive ways that make people feel um, afraid Mm. Um, so it's really getting that balance right most young people do really well over the course of their life of um, in their adolescence um, of learning how to kind of express anger in a, in a normal, hmm. everyday way. So yeah. what,
0: um, what would you say are some of those healthy ways that we can express our anger?
1: Well, it, it's, um, some of it is about being able... Well, it, it kind of gets back to the issue of a relationship, having a relationship with somebody. Um, and whether that's a close relationship or a work relationship or, um, you know, a relationship with a teacher. So what, what we say here at Relationships Australia Victoria is healthy relationships are made up, made, made up of three things. Um, there's, first of all, there's the me, so it's being able to tune into yourself um, and know what's going on for yourself, being able to tune into the other person, um, and noticing what's going on for the other person, and then it's about having a, a the we basically is the relationship part. So essentially when you're thinking about, I mean if you' if you're having an angry um, uh, feeling and it's becoming kind of overwhelming, um, it's it's a good time to tune in and check yourself. Um, and have a think about um, what 's going on, so it's not you don't necessarily have to express every single um, emotion that you have, mm-hmm. but it is a good idea to tune in and check yourself so that's first up naming to yourself what 's going on with me? why am I suddenly feeling um, uh, you know my heart's racing and i'm I'm having these raced thoughts around you know feeling incredibly angry. Um, because what they're saying now is that you can actually tame your anger, anger down if you actually name it and right. have a think about it. Yeah, so you may, your body might respond um, to something that's happening in your world and you might start to feel really quite angry. But if you actually take some space out first and tune in, that might be just on the bus on the way home um, Mm. from school um, or on the train, it's a good kind of exercise to go, okay, how have I been today? I need to check myself, because I know I'm, you know, I noticed before I was a bit snappy with um, my mate, and I really need to stand back and have a think about what's going on for Mm. me at the moment. So it's a good idea, first of all, to check in with yourself, and then you have the opportunity to make some good decisions about what you're going to do about it. Mm. A lot of it is accepting that you're feeling really angry about something at the moment mm-hmm. um, and then coming up with a way um, uh, over time, not necessarily in the moment, um, to um, express it. And so, you know, most young people do a lot of um, learning in school about assertive communication. Three Three simple rules. I feel angry about dot 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 what I'd really prefer next time is dot 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 Um, so that's a a way of kind of cutting it down I feel about what I need is um, is a really nice assertive way to express anger um, without um, the anger kind of flooding and taking over
0: um, so, Emily, you mentioned before that um, one of the signs of how we know we're angry is that our heartbeat can kind of race and speed up. Um, what are some other symptoms? How can we actually identify that, you know, I'm, I'm angry? How, how do you know that?
1: So the first thing is tuning into your world and, and um, having a think about how do people actually experience me? What are people saying about how they experience me? Or what mm. are people doing in their behaviour? Um, first of all. In your body, um, it's usually, I mean, everybody's different, but it's usually, you know, some people's heart races. Some people get tense in their muscles. Some people get headaches. Um, Some people um, begin to get very hot. Um, Some people's um, thoughts begin to rise. So your thoughts can really um, race. In your head, and can actually um, create a bit of an adrenaline rush in your body, um, and you know, the, both your thoughts and your body responses are kind of—they're um, like jumping off each other, and they're fueling each other. Sometimes with anger, which is becoming more complicated. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, the the key again is tuning into your thoughts and also tuning into your body. So if there was kind of one key take-home message it's stop and notice what is going on with your mind and your body
0: Um, so is it easy to um, is it easy to be in denial if you're feeling angry
1: yes because if you're not noticing so much if you just let these thoughts run rampant and and kind of um, create more kind of adrenaline in your body then, um, yes, you can end up in a lot of denial. And that um, you know, you, if you're not checking yourself um, or noticing what's going on with your mind or your body, there's the potential for these things to kind of fuel themselves.
0: What, what are some of the underlying issues that cause anger?
1: anger? Angry responses can come from stress that young people are experiencing. And things like that are normal stuff like homework and exams, workload, conflict with friends and family, feeling left out, you know, uh, lots of new, you know, having the stress of having to do new things even, uh, you know, and lots of kind of relationship pressures. or um, And then there's the kind of more difficult stresses, um, which might be to do with um, a young person's more kind of contextual situations, so their family situation, there might have been a recent um, separation or divorce, um, mm. they might be starting a new school as a result, there might be moving house, um, there may have been the death of somebody in their life, um, or there's um, people in their lives who have mental health difficulties or who have drug and alcohol problems.
0: So just, just list, listening to um, your peers and listening to other yeah. people is also really important, you're seen,
1: Yeah. Friends might be saying, man, chill out. You know, mm. like if, you, if this is um, over the top or teachers might be constantly talking to you about the way that you're express, expressing mm. um, your emotions. You might be getting headaches or you might be having trouble with sleep. Um, you know, like I said, there's those kind of... Um, you know, moody, kind of irritable um, states that come before a kind of outburst of aggression. What I
0: guess if if anger isn't dealt with and managed in healthy ways, does that anger build up, and does it kind of get worse over time if we don't let it loose?
1: Yeah. Look, I, I don't think the I don't think plugging your anger um, helps anybody. Mm. Um so definitely um, like I said at the beginning if if you plug your anger that's not going to work mm. but if you actually outburst your anger and spill it out all over everybody that's no good either mm. you got to find a way through the middle yeah. um, the healthy way is through the middle not just hanging on because you, you it's you what you're doing is you're actually avoiding being able to express what is important to you. So the, the shame of some of this sometimes is that a lot of the young people that I've worked with over years and years and years of practice is that they've got stuff to be angry about, really legitimate stuff to be angry about mm-hmm. that, that really needs um, somebody to hear it. And I, I've said it to a lot of young people, I think it's really unfair that the stuff that you've got to say, which is so legitimate is not able to be heard because you're expressing it in such an aggressive way.
0: If someone is experiencing conflict in a relationship, whether it's in a family or with a friend and they're feeling a bit angry, um, what's the best way to resolve that conflict or resolve the relationship as well?
1: Sure. Um, Well, the first thing I'd say is that um, everybody has times in relationships where um, you don't necessarily manage a, a conflict in the way that you absolutely wanted to um, in hindsight. So that's, it's it's very normal to have moments in relationships that are much trickier than other times. And so that's what I would call um, like a, a, to- a toxic moment, a difficult moment in a relationship. So that's where um, you've perhaps not reflected on how you wanted to deal with something, and you just kind of let it all spill out in the moment. The most important thing about those moments, so I want, I want to flag that because I want, you know, I want young people to know that it is normal to have those moments. We don't have to get it all right, as long as we're not hurting somebody. Mm. But um, what we do have to do is, to, if you have those moments, it's important to repair afterwards. So go back to the person and say. Um, look, you know, I really didn't manage that the way I wanted to and, and um, you know, I really want to talk through that again. Mm. So repair is really important in close relationships. Now, in terms of just dealing with it in the first place, if you're feeling like um, there's, a, there's a conflict going on in a close relationship um, and you're feeling constantly uncomfortable about it, it's raising lots of difficult issues for you um, and you're just about to kind of... Um, burst or you or you're not bursting and you're beginning to withdraw from that relationship then it's it's a good time to stop like like I said before and have a reflect on what you want to do with that what's mm. going on for you and then come up with a bit of a plan and usually it's you've got to find a good moment to be able to speak to somebody about a difficult thing mm. so if, if if for example if it's with a parent don't do it when they've just got home and they're doing you know they're cooking dinner um, it's a good idea to flag the idea. You can say to somebody close to you, "Hey, um, I've just got something I really need to talk to you about. Would you mind if we had a talk about it um, tonight?" Um, it'll only take it's not a big deal. It's um, you know, it's just in, just if we could have some time tonight.
0: So when um like when that happens and just say the person agrees to sit down and have a chat. Um, how can you be assertive? So, what, what does that look like? Um, well,
1: I, I reckon it's always a good idea. If it's a conflict, it's a good idea to do what I call a bit of a soft startup. And that's like a hey, look, this is this is kind of it's not a hu- it's not a huge biggie. This is not a major thing. It's just something that kind of happened today. Um, and I feel like I really need to say something about it. And that's when you you kind of do the. I felt really upset when um, you and really what I would prefer next time is. So that kind of assertive language takes a lot of the heat out of stuff um, and it calms your mind and your body down. Immediately the other person is going to calm themselves down and open themselves up to hear you. You need to find your own language about using assertive, um, your own way, I guess, your own style of using assertive language. But it definitely starts with an I. Mm. You always need to um, uh, mention the feeling um, and you mention the moment and then you can, can mention this is what I'd like next time, something like that.
0: And that was uh, Emily McDonald from Relationships Australia talking about anger and how to manage it. And we're also joined uh, in the studio with Jack, Nathan and Andrew for this episode. Uh, so how are you guys going? Yeah, going well. Good, thank you. I'm good. Good gear. Glad to hear When have you experienced anger in your life? And do you think that the way you managed your anger was healthy and appropriate? Um, And can you share an example from your own life experience?
2: I've actually had... It's actually really funny. I tend to have more arguments with family than anyone else like usually mm. with people that I don't know it's usually that quietly internalizing it but I find that it's the people that you love the most um and to be honest with you I haven't actually dealt with anger in the past that well but over the year over the years you kind of just mature and you kind of just learn how to you know express yourself without really firing up because it's just not worth it yeah, and what
0: well, what about uh, you guys? Can you think of a moment in your life where you've perhaps experienced anger and managed that in a bad way? And has there been moments where you've felt really angry but expressed that or experienced that in, in a healthy way?
3: I've been pretty lucky. I like to think of myself as a pretty calm person. And when I sort of go back to think of it, scour my memories, I can't really think of any times when I really was really, really furious. In fact, that's one thing I think of myself is I probably... I don't get angry, I kind of get... get Cold and and depressed and bitter, which is in some ways probably probably worse or, or more more uh, begrudging. Mm. But I, but I don't I don't think I've ever really experienced full rage. I think I think I'm just too scared to. I think a lot of the times I'll be when the very very rare occasions when I, I sort of get so frustrated to the point where I do feel like expressing anger at someone or yelling at them or swearing them or throwing a chair at them. Uh, for something other than just for fun. Yeah. I, do, I do We both
4: think- just, For the record, we just both looked at Andrew and just went, what the...
3: I <laughs> so, don't you, Early in the studio, you know. But uh, it's interesting what you were saying before about how you don't get angry at one specific thing, Nathan, because I reckon it's, it's this, the circumstances either beyond your control or... So it's sort of... I, I think it's all just a, a series of chains of events that lead someone to being angry. And and you really just get angry at that, uh, that chain of events rather than angry at the person, generally, yeah. I find.
0: And I think um, you, you touch on an interesting point because we can't uh, in life control what, what happens to us. Um, we can't control if uh, <sighs> someone else treats us badly or poorly or if a car cuts us off when we're driving on the way to work. Those kind of mm. things are outside of our control, mm. um, but we can control how we respond to it. And I think I normally do tend to lean towards more the say nothing about it and just keep it inside. And as as you mentioned before, I think sometimes I do feel that, you know, bitterness and feel annoyed and I don't do anything. Um, And yeah, I felt a bit confronted because I thought, crap, I'm not doing it right. Um, The answer isn't to (laughs) do that. I'm actually meant to communicate and to express
2: it. It's just a matter of learning to do that in an appropriate way. Um so yeah, and I think the problem with anger as an emotion is that for all the strategies that people can give you, I notice for me it's that it's that in them like someone can give you like all the strategies in the world, and don't get me wrong, they're good, but mm-hmm. in that moment of having you know all the adrenaline flood through you, you don't think about the coping mechanisms, you just want to get everything out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's um and it can be hard Nathan, to think in that moment where you're feeling really angry. Um, to, yeah, because
2: nothing runs through your head. You just want to get it all out, almost regardless of the consequences, bad as that. Just to say. Yeah, and I found it um
0: I found it helpful. Um, I think it was last year. Um, a lecturer mentioned that uh, if you look at your brain, you've got the the frontal cortex, the front part of your brain, which is more the the logic and thinking side of your brain and then you've got the other side, which is feeling and emotions. And often when we're in those times of intense anger, um, 100% of the, the the brain is kind of wrapped around the feeling and emotions. So we tend to kind of neglect the logic and the thinking and just, you know, blurt it out and end up saying something we don't mean or reacting in a way we never thought we would. and. Yeah, I think she emphasized the importance of accepting both parts, and in the moment we are feeling that, to try and stop and think, okay, let's just take a time out and think about what's happened here. Why am I feeling upset? Um, and what can I say um, that's perhaps going to help resolve this issue or resolve this problem? Um, so, what, what about yourself, um, Jack? Did you. Have you had any experiences in your life where you've felt um, really angry and you've managed that angry in a poor way and on the flip side in, in a good way? Um,
4: yeah, cool. So I, I'm someone who has a very strong personality in that I, if I want something done a certain way, I will find it very difficult to um, see things the other way. So a good example is that a family member of mine, and I look a family member and I, look, we're not direct family, so we're step... Um, stepmother and stepf- stepson sure. um, my stepmother has her opinions, which is totally fine but mm. she will force them upon upon the people that she's talking to okay. so for example, she won't budge on what she wants to say and I won't budge on what I want to say, so you've got mm. two personalities that are clashing heads and I'm someone who is very fiery in their sort of response, I'm not someone who goes if they were to say to me, oh the sky's green I'd be, I wouldn't go, oh yeah, cool I go, no, the sky's blue. Why don't you know the sky's blue, blah, 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 Like, you know, yeah, so yeah. it just gets louder and louder. So
0: that's been moments for you where you've noticed you've perhaps managed your anger, managed your feelings poorly when you've yeah. kind of just gotten upset and then stormed off and walked away. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. So I'm guessing it's it's that whole element of you you struggle to agree to disagree almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: totally. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But um, on, the, on the flip side, I haven't really had a moment, well, this sounds really bad, but I can't think of a time when I managed <laughs> My, my anger well um, but I have done in the, in the past but I can't think of a specific example what I think of the
3: problem is with when you say you can't think many times when you haven't managed anger well is because I think that's when it's not anger I, I really do think that anger is a preventative or is, is, the, is the result of something that wasn't prevented and I think if you can, if you, if you sort of yeah, jump it's in and, and a, It's, it's a
0: secondary emotion is what you mean. Well, in other words, yeah, it's, almost. A, it's a symptom of something else which has happened. Is that what you mean? Or?
3: Well, exactly, yeah. Or even just, I'd even say that when you become angry, that's sort of to the point where you haven't controlled it well, I guess. Or, mm-hmm. or not necessarily. And, and I guess there's different ways you can come down from it. You, you, you find something, you don't handle it well, then you become angry. And then I suppose there's different options there. You can become really furious and take it out, or you can then calm yourself down.
0: And I think you're, you're touching on a good point, and that's the acknowledgement that, that anger is not bad in itself. It's not wrong and it's not bad to feel anger, and that's something, uh, again, that Emily emphasised. It's okay to be angry, and it's okay to experience anger. It's just a normal part of being a human being. Um, the point just comes down to how you express that anger and how you manage it um and trying to i guess find that middle ground which is in between aggressiveness and passiveness and aiming for resurgence um yeah you're listening to youth and loud um, have you, and this I guess is running off from what you mentioned uh, before with um, the, I guess, challenges in your relationship between you and your stepmom and moments where you have experienced that anger, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next question is, have you ever experienced conflict in a relationship with a friend or family member? And did you feel anger at the time? And how did you go about managing that conflict?
4: Yeah, cool. So I then, mean, it's funny, we, we're talking about anger today, but the thing is, is that I, look, it's it's, again, it comes into a grey area in that you could say that what I've just told told everyone was about anger, but it, but it was also a lot about frustration as well. Mm. So it's, a, it's one of those things where we have the, we have the blow up and we sit down and we go, okay, this is what's happened. This is my opinion. This is your opinion, and let's just agree to disagree. But we come to that we come to that decision after the fact, and I think that if we came to it before it even happened then we'd be in a lot better place than where we would be after we've had the argument. So, yeah, that's um, um, just talking it out, I think, um, yeah. and just going, here's my thoughts, here your thoughts, cool, yeah. let's find mutual ground. And, and, and I think,
0: um, Jack, the, the point you just made about talking it out is one of the most important aspects when it comes to managing conflict or managing <sighs> anger. Um, And I remember that for me specifically, it would be in relation to my relationship with my stepdad. And there's been times in the past where we've had conflicts or disagreements and I've managed that anger poorly and badly and perhaps just had an elevated voice or just walked away and, and that's it. Um, but well, that's not necessarily we, badly. If
4: you sorry to cut you off, but that's not well, necessarily a bad thing if you acc- just walk away. Accor- Though,
0: according to Emily McDonald, it is because right. it, it misses the element of repair work. So, one of the things she says is that when you do have a moment of of conflict, and she refers to it as you know a toxic moment in a relationship, it's not bad. It's it's normal. It, it happens in all relationships really. But she said that it's important to do repair work. So if you have a heated argument and something doesn't happen and you walk away, you, you need to come back and repair it. So eventually in the, the conflict and the arguments that me and my stepdad had, we worked out a really good um, pattern of talking about it. as you mentioned before, Jack afterwards. Mm. Um, so there'd be some times where I'd go to my stepdad and say, you know, do you mind if we sit down at some point today and just have a talk about this? because um, something happened and it, it bothered me. He'll say, yeah, sure, let's do that. Mm. And then I'll say, you know, when this happened the other day, um, I felt frustrated for this reason. Yep. Um, and just wondering if we could do it differently next time. Um, and often I find that in that place, it, it's a two-way street. So he might say, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I know what you're saying and I'm sorry if I did overreact, but when you did or said that, I felt frustrated. Mm. So often, more or less, it's, it's a give or take, give and take scenario mm. where you're acknowledging your own errors and your own mistakes yep. and also so letting the other person have that opportunity of making amends and apologizing for their mistakes. Mm. Yeah. So, what what about the rest of you guys? Have you had times we've had conflict in relationships, and where you've managed that conflict uh, badly,
2: and have you had times we've managed that uh, conflict well? Well, no. For me, as as I as I've gotten older, I've actually been able to, you know, as you said before, really do that repair work. But I know that even as a teenager, like when you're having conflicts with you know your mum or your dad or whoever, it's really hard to sit down and do that re- repair work because you both kind of just want to. You know, either either by the time the argument's so over, just leave it, or you kind of just like you're almost too proud to just go. I need to humble myself and yeah. admit that I was wrong.
0: Yeah, I agree, Nathan. I think um, this kind of thing is is hard is hard work. I don't think that conflict resolution, um, at least personally, is easy. It's challenging and it's tough. But um, yeah, I guess it's just important in relationship.
2: But I noticed that, you know, as, as I get older and especially having, you know, a roommate, you know, conflict resolution does get a lot easier because, you know, a, as you get older and you, you mature, you you learn to go, well, you know, I'm an adult now, so I need to, you know, learn to admit when I was wrong and, you know, come to that place where I can go, you know, I, I'm sorry.
0: Mm. I think part of that, I guess, is um, having that sense of empathy and attempting to see the situation from the point of view of the other person Yeah, and just starting at that place of understanding without trying to get your own agenda across. Mm. So you can say, um, you know, I understand that when this happened, I came across as selfish or arrogant and Mm. I can really see how you see that in that
2: situation. That makes sense. Cool. And especially for someone, someone like myself, and I'll, I'll admit, admit this, and everyone in this room knows this from working working with me. I'm very much someone like I don't get overly mad when I don't get my way, but I, I do tend to tend to like my own way, and I do tend to slightly <laughs> push my point of view just we all a bit. Th-
0: <laughs> yeah, and don't we all like to have things our, our own way and to you know have everyone see things from our perspective? And I suppose, but
2: I suppose that's one that's one of the things, either, even even in and of itself, that as I've gotten older and as I've you know started working at sin and getting into the radio industry, realising that, you know, I'm not always going to get everything I want, and that's really actually probably helped me to control my anger and just go, you know what, I'm just going to suck it up and move on if that segment doesn't get to air or this doesn't get approved. And and you know what, Nath, I think that's um,
0: such an important point to acknowledge that you're not going to get everything you want, and I think that's just reality in any relationship. There always has to be compromise, Yeah, and there always has to be uh, letting some things go. Um, So, in some areas the person might agree and, you know, you can do things in your way, but other Mm. things you might need to accept that this particular thing is more important to that person, so I'm going to let go of the way I want to do it and let the person have it their way. Mm. Point being, I think it's just so important to accept that um, in any healthy relationship you can't have it everything your way. It's just not how it works. You've got to give and take.
3: The mm. difficult thing with uh, with what you're saying before about how anger can be healthy in a relationship, and I see what you mean. It is a good way to release tensions and sort out issues before they become problematic. The only problem is, I mean, if if anger needs to be a natural, if if, if anger is a natural part of any relationship, mm. uh, surely, surely then it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's destructive at nature, and anger can be very destructive at times. Mm. Surely that has has more bring brings with their own problems. There must be a way of preventing Yeah. I think I think the trick is honesty is, is healthy but anger mm-hmm. isn't necessarily and it is sort of in the sense that it's it's natural, it it eases tensions, it Clears the air. But and same with anger. Anger sort of eases tensions, clears the air, it helps you release all these feelings. But at the same time, if you don't have to do that, then I don't think it is healthy. Yeah.
0: Is it the distinction between the, the feeling of anger and the expression of anger? I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think because, I think yeah. uh, I'm not saying that it's healthy to express my anger in an angry way, yeah. but I'm saying it's healthy to accept and acknowledge that I'm actually feeling angry definitely. So if I yeah. if I feel really angry it doesn't mean that I need to express that anger yeah. in an angry way. Oh, totally, I can yeah. still express my anger in a calm way and I think yeah. that's part of learning the assertiveness. yeah so it's not so much when I'm feeling angry at Jack, I'll yell at him that would be the you know the aggressive sign mm. but even aim for assertiveness, I can still be angry and honest but calmly say mm. Jack, when this happened before I felt really angry and I'm just yeah. wondering even in the future um, we can do it like this is, is that okay Does well that no it's sense? not actually no it's not <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so
4: I, yeah, I'm yeah, i, love it. I right, just wondering just pause right, then right, the I, I, this is all going to the real but I love that if you get if you get resistance from your anger how do you re- how do you respond to that yeah. what, do mean? what do you mean resistance so I just, I just resisted then so you've just said to me yeah. Jack like I, the way that we've just done this I didn't agree with and I'm like well no, I feel like the way I've done this is correct. So I haven't accepted that. I've thrown it back at you. So it's really interesting to see how Mm. someone reacts if someone's not going to... um, agree with you that you're angry, that's an interesting little little
0: dynamic. And I've heard um, before, and that's one of the things Emily mentioned, when you are trying to uh, resolve a conflict that causes you to be anger, Mm. um, you seek to understand the other person's perspective first. Mm. So instead of starting with, uh, even though I did just do that then, (laughs) but instead of starting with, you did this and that made me feel... Mm. um, Start to seek to understand the other person's perspective. Mm. So, um, yeah, it could be when this happened before. I, I noticed that you seem frustrated. Um, what? Well, just wondering if you can uh, share that frustration mm. with me because I'm concerned that uh, there's a bit of a eruption in our relationship, and I want to I want to make things right. So, yeah. you know. And be open to your own errors. Did I yeah. say
2: something that angered you? Yeah. And just listen. Yeah. Just understand. The other, the other thing is, we have got to be really careful in that, especially if you're you're married or you're in a relationship and there's there's kids involved. It can actually do real real mm. damage. They actually say that it's healthy to agree to disagree, but you actually want to see if you have children, you actually want them to see you resolve the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I might just add, add into that
4: in that if you have a family, well, if you've got a family breakdown, if the relationship is broken down and then it gets back and then it heals the fact that you've brought the kids into it and you've showed them the other side that they, you're able to re- repair that relationship that's also another strong thing to you know, to come out of it, and I believe that the messages they'll take from the resolution of the of the conflict yeah, and will be stronger than if it was just. You know what I mean? If it was just
0: a be volatile. Um, because if kids can witness uh, a mom a mom and a dad have conflict, but manage that conflict, mm-hmm. as Andrew mentioned before, not in anger, even if they're feeling angry in a calm way, and sit down and just talk about it calmly, respectfully. And the kids see that. What an awesome awesome example mm. that they can take with them in their future mm. so that when they have conflicts with friends, they can think back that, hang on a minute, how do mum and dad manage this? I know they sat down, they didn't yell, they just talked about it. They were honest, but they respected each other. So I'll, I'll call up my friend and I'll just say, if we can meet up to talk about something. All right, let's do that. Billy, yep, all right. Let's meet up and talk about... I'm not sure why I use Billy. So Penny. he's Billy. <laughs> like, yeah, so <laughs> he, what are you uh, Billy? Billy yeah, <laughs> <so> you <laughs> uh, if, yeah, if kids can uh, witness that, what an awesome yeah. example to kind of set them up for their relationships for, you know, their future lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not only that, but I guess if... Um, a couple experiences that conflict and works through and gets through it, um, surely that grows the relationship and mm-hmm. they can come deeper. And that's the point it, I was making. Yeah, sorry. That's the point I was exactly right, making. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that also makes it easy next time because if they can get yeah. through one era of conflict, but know that they've actually passed it, mm. then the next time there's a conflict, they can think back on the previous time and think, okay, that's all right, we've got conflict, we've gotten through this before, let's sit down, let's chat about it, um, and let's just sort it out. What do you think is the most important thing to remember when it comes to managing your
4: anger in a healthy way? So I reckon for me, um, the most important thing is to acknowledge that there are two sides to every story um, mm. and to always acknowledge that both sides could be could be right yeah. in that you've got one side and it's not necessarily right. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it just reminds me of a really good uh, point I've heard that in relationships so often it's not actually about right or wrong. Mm. Mm. It's about uh, compromising and, and working through things together, but it's not about who's right here. It's about, you know, perhaps there's um, a billion right ways of doing things. It's mm. just about understanding how does my wife or how does my friend do this in their particular way? How do I do it? And how can we work this out together so that it both kind of um, supports each other? Mm. Instead of saying, okay, there can only be one possible solution to this, uh, maybe there's 10 right ways of doing this. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, 10 right ways of doing whatever it is, um, of discipline, raising kids or many things. So, um, yeah, anyway...
4: Yeah, no, and I mean, uh, as I say, just acknowledging there are both sides, and then working through if there's one side that you don't necessarily agree with, working through it and through conversation. I mean, an open dialogue is always the best way to mm. resolve conflict. Yeah, good point, Jack. One thing I'd say,
3: and I, I sort of I've noticed this quite a bit, is if you're sort of helping someone who's angry, or if you if someone's venting to you, I think the absolute worst thing you can do is deny that they have a problem, or deny, or just say, oh, you know, no, no, it's not that bad. No, you do were great. Yeah. So it just it just sort of it just Oh, sorry, no, sorry, no, no. no, sorry. no I was just going to say it just, it just sort of kills their kills their right to be angry, and it, it sort of it totally denies them denies them the idea yeah. that they what they what they are feeling is right, and therefore makes them angrier. So yeah. I think and just acknowledging anger is is important.
2: Because it's interesting that you bring that up. Because I know one of the things that I hate, you know, when I'm venting to someone is is when I vent to that person and they actually end up siding with the person that I'm pissed off. with. Oh yeah, yeah. That that yeah. yeah. that for me really that's like f- yeah. throwing fuel on the fire and I often and honestly I,
3: reckon that, sorry
0: go on. I, I, I was going to say Andrew I think there's uh, I guess two extremes to that when someone yeah. venting to you with anger on the one hand we can you know deny the anger and yeah. make it out as though their, their, their feelings or their own experience isn't a big deal mm. um, but on the other hand we can go too far where we're um, supporting their perspective or their point of view mm. when that might not right be the best thing yeah, so yeah. yeah, I wonder if uh, perhaps you know the middle ground yes. is just to, to just just listen, just listen, yeah. Um, empathise with their feelings. Yeah. Um, just be, I guess, neutral about whatever the problem is, yeah. but still empathise with their feelings. Exactly. To say, yeah, it sounds like you're really angry, and just yeah. listen. Yeah. And then say, yeah, if you if you need anything, just let me know.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, just yeah. listen. And just and just um, let
3: yeah, and just let it go through. Then let
2: let, yeah, let them just, drain out. let yeah, them, let drain, them out. drain
0: out. That'd um, we need to finish up with, is there any last things you guys want to
4: say in relation to anger and how to, to manage it? Yeah, I think that, as I say, um, it's one of those things where if you feel like you're, you know, there's two ways obviously to deal with it, as we've discussed. Um, you know, talk it out with someone, um, even if it's not the other party, talk to someone you trust and um, and get their thoughts on it as well. It's mm. always good to have fresh head of eyes yeah. to and see how, how, it'll, how they think about it as well. Absolutely, and
0: what talking out talking it out does is it kind of let loose that angry feeling that until you've done that you may have been suppressing. Um, so just as Emily McDonald mentioned, that it's not good to suppress it, um, and it's not good to be aggressive either. But talking it out is a good way to just let that loose. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Any last thoughts before we finish up?
2: I, look, I just I just think it's it's one of those things where you know anger's. You know, as we said before, like it's a really powerful emotion to to tame. But I I think it was, um, yeah.
0: Emily McDonagh.
2: Yeah, she was saying like when I when I was listening back to the interview, she was saying that um, you know we we can you know tame anger. You know, it's it's something that we can
0: control. Control. Yeah,
2: yeah. Even if it does, even if it doesn't feel like it.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for being involved. No
2: Thank you. So, um, Thank on
0: behalf you. of uh, Youth and Loud, really appreciate it. That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. If you felt concerned about anything that you've heard on this episode, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud.